guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday. If it's Thursday for you, let's get right into it. What's new with me? This past weekend was actually a really fun one, but I have to say, you guys, I have a bone to pick with Chicago weather right now. It has been gloomy, rainy, just absolutely not ideal. And a couple weeks ago, we had astounding weather. I told you guys this. I was so happy about it. It felt like summer. I went outside. I was productive. The whole thing. So now that the weather is not ideal, I'm just trying to keep my spirits up about it because it can really influence my mood like I know it can for so many others. So I've been dealing with the reality of the climate outside. But aside from that, I had a really good weekend this past weekend. It was a really nice balance of relaxing, also doing some fun things. We went out to dinner on Saturday. We kind of just wanted to go to a nice dinner, so we treated ourselves to that. But it was funny because when we sat down, our waiter asked us if we were celebrating anything. And I said, yes, we're celebrating Earth Day because Saturday was, in fact, Earth Day, as you guys well know from last week's episode. But I'm pretty sure that he thought that I said birthday Because at the end of the meal, they brought out this cotton candy dessert thing unexpectedly, and it said happy birthday on it. So there was definitely some miscommunication there, but we didn't want to correct him. And if anything, it just felt like we were supposed to be celebrating to the extreme. Because why not? Just like I said last week, Earth Day deserves great, grand, amazing celebrations that should go far past April 22nd, at least in my opinion. But regardless, that now made for a funny little memory, and it kind of makes me feel like we should go out every Earth Day, just on the off chance that we get a free dessert. Other than that, like I said, there was some downtime, some relaxation time, and I spent that watching some really great content, which of course I will get into a bit later in this episode. But before we do that, let's get right into what's hot this week. First story on the docket from HypeBay.com, Zendaya delivers a surprise Coachella performance. Zendaya made her return to music as the triple threat joined Labyrinth on stage at Coachella Saturday night. Looking pretty in a pink frilled dress, the Euphoria actor walked out to cheering fans as she contributed her vocals to the Emmy-nominated single, I'm Tired, as well as the song, All of Us. The first half of the brief performance was a soft and somber display, but Zendaya turned up the heat for the high-octane and adrenaline-rush-inducing ladder single, delivering a bit of casual choreography, proving that there is nothing she can't do. I'm Tired was featured in a second-season episode of the HBO Max show, in which Rue had a drug-fueled hallucination, receiving an Emmy nomination in the Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics category, alongside Elliot's song, which was co-written by castmate Dominic Fike. Although Zendaya got her start singing and dancing on Disney Channel, the 26-year-old has taken a notable step back, but may be pushing for an EGOT as she hinted at a possible return last spring, tweeting, quote, I stepped away from music quite a while ago for a number of reasons, but I still really love it. Okay, first comment on this. I love that Hype interpreted that tweet to mean that she's trying to go for EGOT status. I don't think that they're necessarily wrong, but I also don't think that you can't get that all from that quote. She basically just said that she still really loves music, which of course, who doesn't love music, especially if you're as talented as her? 
Also, not at all surprising, the moves that she's showing out, the insane talent. She was on Shake It Up, the Disney Channel show, and she was phenomenal. I loved that show. I loved her and Bella Thorne's friendship on it. They were a great duo. But aside from her obvious talent, I do find this a little bit shocking in a really good way. This is pretty exciting because it does mean that she is open to doing more and more music, which of course we were getting that with some of these songs and collaborations that we are seeing on Euphoria. One of the songs that this article mentions, Elliot's song, is actually already on typically Peachy's What's Good playlist. If you haven't heard it, I highly recommend. I really love that song. But I think this is all really cool. If you're going to do something like this, so surprising, so exciting, why not do it at such a big music festival? One that, by the way, has been taking over my social media these past two weekends. It seems a lot of people went this year. And I don't know, maybe that just is because I'm seeing so much on social media. Obviously, everybody that didn't go isn't posting that they didn't go to Coachella. But I do think people were turning up to see some of these historical performances from iconic artists, Blackpink, Bad Bunny, and then also to see Frank Ocean return to the stage. Which that's a whole nother story that we didn't touch on, him dropping out of the second weekend, him apparently not being at the top of his game for weekend number one, at least according to what I've heard, but there are mixed opinions on that. And I do kind of feel like it very much depends on the person. Because if you are a mega Frank Ocean fan, this is like your favorite artist of all time, and you go to see him at a music festival like this, even if he's not at 100% performance level, I think that if it was me, I would still think that it was a great experience. Because you're still hearing from your favorite artist, you're still hearing great music, So I would imagine, I don't know this to be true, but I would imagine that the super fans of Frank Ocean weren't that disappointed. But if you only kind of like him, or you're not so invested, maybe the alleged lackluster performance, and again, I say alleged because I was not there, so I cannot give my personal opinion on how his performance was. But according to some people, the lackluster performance, I think you're more likely to feel that way if you were more just excited for his comeback rather than him being your number one top performer. That's how I think I would feel about that situation because that's actually kind of happened to me before. One year when I went to Coachella, I saw Bon Iver and he was great. He was amazing and he's one of my favorite artists. But some other people that I was with that aren't as big of fans were like, oh, it was just kind of okay. And I could see where they were coming from on that. But because I'm such a big fan, I was kind of just happy to be there, happy to be in his presence, happy to be listening to the music live. So I know that was kind of off topic from the Zendaya story, but nonetheless, Coachella in and of itself is quite the event, so you're bound to get multiple stories out of it. If I was there and saw Zendaya live, I would definitely be very excited and very shocked. So I think it's really cool that she was able to do this, get back in the game a little bit, all while making headline news. I hope this means we're getting even more music from her because I would absolutely love to hear it. Alright guys, next up for what's hot, switching from music to sports. According to People.com, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney's soccer team promoted to the English Football League. The move occurred Sunday when the Hollywood duo's Wrexham Association Football Club 
moved up into the English Football League for the first time in more than a decade. Reynolds captioned a post on Instagram saying, Everything I own smells like champagne, beer, and grass. I'm still somewhere between giggling and sobbing. This town and this sport is one of the most romantic things on earth. Thank you, Rexham AFC. McKelney also posted on Instagram saying, Smoke must have gotten into my eyes. Reynolds, 46, and McElhaney, 45, bought the team in 2021, and their now-famous ownership became the subject of the FX's 2022 documentary, Welcome to Wrexham. Although a Welsh team, Wrexham plays in the English Soccer League. Next season, with the promotion, the club will compete in League Two, the fourth and lowest division of England's main professional soccer system, according to NBC News. Prior to promotion, the club was in the fifth English football division. Wrexham has been relegated outside the top four leagues since 2008, after 87 straight years competing in the football league. All right, this story just feels so uplifting, so encouraging, so celebratory. I don't know if you guys have seen the pictures and videos from this. It's kind of been all over the internet. That's how I found this story. And it's just a beautiful thing. Of course, there's a celebrity aspect to it. Everyone knows Ryan Reynolds, and he is a co-owner of this team. But also, for them to move up, for them to win, to be promoted to the English Football League, it all really is a Hollywood story. It's so cool. To see this win, it's the kind of thing that they make movies about. Which, by the way, I did not know that there was a documentary called Welcome to Wrexham. Definitely going to be checking that out. And I feel like now, because this has been such a big story, that this team is probably going to get so many more supporters, so many more fans. And you just really love to see that. I feel like so many things that Ryan Reynolds invests his time and money into succeed I really need to know what this guy's secret sauce is. We just talked about the Mint Mobile deal a couple weeks ago. This guy is just on fire. Congrats to Ryan and Rob, and mostly, huge congrats to this team. Such a cool moment. That's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. Like I said, with some of these gloomy days, I have taken time to relax and to watch some pretty great content. The first thing I want to recommend is a new show on Apple TV. It is called The Last Thing He Told Me. Here's your summary. Hannah must forge a relationship with her 16-year-old stepdaughter, Bailey, to find the truth behind why her husband has mysteriously disappeared. Okay, short and sweet, but this show is a mystery, drama, thriller... It stars Jennifer Gardner and Gory Rice and Nikolai Coster-Waldo. They all do a really great job. I feel like I haven't seen Jennifer Gardner in something in so long. Love her back on my screen. This is a show that's based on the novel by Laura Dave, which I did not read, but I'm sure it was really, really good. This series is also produced by Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine, which automatically means I'm probably going to like this show. And so far, it has not disappointed. I find it to be really entertaining. They drop new episodes every Friday, so I think the first three are out right now, and the fourth will come out tomorrow. If you want to watch it alongside me, please feel free. 
then we can discuss all the twists and turns that I'm sure are about to come. Again, this show is called The Last Thing He Told Me, and you can watch it on Apple TV. Okay, and next up for what's good, this is a movie that I feel like across the board, a lot of people love this movie, and I'm actually very shocked that I've never seen it, considering how much I love space. You guys will understand once I tell you the title. But essentially, this movie came out in 2014, nine years ago. That's crazy that that was nine years ago, but I have gone nine years without seeing this movie that I'm obsessed with now. So the movie is Interstellar. Here's your summary. In Earth's future, a global crop blight and second dust bowl are slowly rendering the planet uninhabitable. Professor Brand, played by Michael Caine, a brilliant NASA physicist, is working on plans to save mankind by transporting Earth's population to a new home via a wormhole. But first, Brand must send former NASA pilot Cooper, played by Matthew McConaughey, and a team of researchers through the wormhole and across the galaxy to find out which of three planets could be mankind's new home. Okay, so like that summary said, Matthew McConaughey is in this, Michael Caine, also Jessica Chastain, Anne Hathaway, an amazing cast, director Christopher Nolan, music composed by Hans Zimmer, all around phenomenal talent attached to this, so not surprised that it was as good as it was. But I seriously loved it. I feel like it was an emotional roller coaster for me the entire time. And this movie is 2 hours and 49 minutes. Okay, that's very long. But I love this kind of content, so honestly, I didn't mind it. I definitely recognized that it was long. But I kind of just wanted it to keep going and going. Because there was so much more to find out the whole way through. There were so many questions that I wanted answers to. And you definitely get them. I thought it was so well done, entertaining from start to finish. This film was also one of the most visually appealing films. It was so gorgeous. Resolidified my love in space as if it needed to do that. But still, every shot in space, I was in awe. I want to be there. Now that I've seen it once all the way through, I kind of want to watch it again knowing what I know. It's one of those kind of movies. I loved it. If you're looking for something to watch and haven't seen this yet, or maybe you have seen it and this has made you want to revisit it, go check it out. Again, it's called Interstellar, and you can watch it on Paramount+. And actually, by the way, side note about that, I looked up where to watch this movie just on Google, and Paramount+, Plus didn't come up, but Amazon Prime did. So then I went to Amazon Prime, and I had to either rent or buy it, but then I noticed that in the upper right-hand corner, it said Paramount+. Plus. So I was like, okay, does that mean that it's on Paramount+, Plus? and it absolutely was on Paramount+, Plus with my subscription. So PSA, if you're looking for something, and you see it on Amazon, make sure to check in the corners to see if it's actually free on one of your other services. Because I do feel like with as many subscriptions as so many of us have now, it's kind of shocking to me when you have to do one-time rentals. Just something to think about, something to be aware of, thought I would share. Hopefully save you guys some extra dollars. 
All right, everyone. And last up for what's good, your song. It is called Colors by Felipe Baldemir. It's so good. It came up on my Discover Weekly, and I have not been able to stop playing it. Check it out for yourself on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And now to round out this episode, let's get into Need to Know Basis, and let's bring it right back to the beginning, what I was talking about when I first started this episode. It's the weather, you guys. And I know people may think that weather is kind of a boring topic, but I need everyone to hear me out for a second, okay? Like I was saying at the start, I feel like it actually affects everything. My mood, my productivity, whether or not I leave my apartment. I've just realized how much power it actually has over what I do or how I feel on the day-to-day, which is kind of wild because we have absolutely no control over it. And I think the hardest part, too, is that we kind of got a little bit of a taste of summer in the Midwest. There were some weeks that were just absolutely gorgeous, and I felt like, okay, summer is here, we're ready to go, let's change our mindset, let's revamp it all. But that has not been the case. It has been gloomy and rainy, and it has kind of just gotten sad and discouraging at this point. So, on that note, I'm here to say today that I have decided to let go, or at least try to let go, of some of the power that this weather has on me, again, because I cannot control it at all, but what I can control is how I react to it, just like anything else in life. And I think maybe the best way to do that is to just change your perspective a little bit. Or just fully pretend that it's nicer than it is. I did have a discussion with my boyfriend the other day. We were looking out the window. And I was like, hey, look, the sun kind of came out. And he's like, what are you talking about, Emma? It is fully gloomy out there. There are way more clouds and sunshine. And this debate even went to the point of him texting his brother a picture of the sky and asking him, does this seem more gloomy or sunny? And even though his brother did not agree with me, he, like my boyfriend, thought that it was more gloomy than sunny. But regardless, I feel like my thought process of looking outside and seeing a little bit of light and grasping onto that, or maybe just deciding to bask in the rain instead of only the sun, I think that feels like a good way to live right now. Because if all we're going to get for a while is rain, is clouds, is gloom then I'm going to learn to be happy with that. I'm not going to let it stop me from going to get groceries or going to walk to get a coffee or going out to dinner or making plans or anything else. Because I, like probably the rest of the population, when it starts to rain, I get very comfortable on my couch. But no longer, you guys. Well, maybe a little bit longer. I feel like you could do both. You know, sit on your couch, but then also go out to dinner. It's about the balance. So with this weekend upcoming, challenge yourself, I'm challenging myself to pull out my rain jacket and head outside. Thank you, Weather App, for your suggestions, but I have a new plan. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Embrace the gloomy days as you would the sunny ones. Go bask in the rain. 
And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. 